Look, if it's only going downhill from here, I'm not gonna make it very long. <laughs> they say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 15, I think, of Doubly Negative. I'm never gonna remember. As always, I'm Chris here with my friend Kyle. Hello. We're doing things a little different today. The man who cuts out the inappropriate stuff and makes everything sound way better is joining us for this episode. Jake, how are you? I'm good. Is this what it's like to record? Is it just? Is this what it's like for you guys every week? Yep, we just chat and um, you do all the hard stuff. That's all it is. Shit, you guys have the easy part of the job. Yeah, but absolutely. You know, trying to remain interesting for an hour is isn't as easy as it sounds. I mean, I know it comes naturally to guys like me and Kyle, but I mean, I guess I'll figure that out. Yeah, you you got it. You got it. So you're joining us today. We're talking about a topic that has affected all three of us. Body imaging issues. You'll see leading up to us actually releasing this episode, you'll see our former fat pictures. So that's what we're talking about today. And Jake, we're lucky enough to have Jake join us. So who wants to kick things off? Jake, I mean, you wanna, you're the honorary guest right now. Would you like to uh, kick things off? Yeah, I'll shoot on myself for a while. That sounds great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, I was fluffy, not fat. There is a difference. Yeah, when I saw the picture, I was like, all right, this guy. But it, it was almost like baby fat, the picture you sent. You know what I mean? Like, you, you look like such a child. Yeah, I think that picture was from my junior or senior year of high school. So I was probably anywhere between 16 and 18. That was when, I don't know, I didn't really work out. I wrestled, but that was maybe two months of the year and did nothing in the off season. I didn't take it all that seriously. Yeah, so so as a wrestler, though, it's very strict with weight classes. Like, when you cut, like I used to see it at the high school and even... Like we've both done, well, all three of us have done jujitsu tournaments. I've had to cut for mine. I don't know. Did did you have to cut in any of yours? Uh, not a ton. So I was a pretty dog shit wrestler. I wasn't good. So mm-hmm. I was uh I was JV for the vast majority of the time I wrestled. That was like me in cross country. Kyle, <laughs> you can attest to that. Yeah, you you never made it anywhere. Yeah, I was very fat and just not motivated and kind of just did it to make friends. And I'll never forget my. Didn't they stop like uh? Didn't they stop the timer before you finished the race at least well, once? No, no, no. Well, th- what happened there was I had got lost at our home course. <laughs> and it's because I never finished any of the workouts. So I went the wrong way. No one knows where I am. I come out of the woods. I was going to say triumphantly because it probably looked cool, but it wasn't like me coming back from an injury or anything. It was just me not knowing where the fuck I was. I don't want to sound like a dick here, Chris, but usually when you're in a cross-country race you've got people behind you and in front of you so just the fact that you didn't have anyone kind of guiding you where to go says a lot too for those not familiar with cross-country yeah so the point is to uh you know beat other people in the race and you know what i was proud to be the guy that kept some other kid from being last if i can take that hit to my my self-esteem and boost some other kid up in the in the in the meantime i'll do it you know, I'm glad you can rationalize it like that because it just sounds like you got lost in the woods for a while and probably scared a bunch of adults. Yeah, yeah. No one, they were like, who the fuck is it? Where is this kid? Did anyone do a head count? Where's Chris? But yeah, just me uh, not knowing where the hell I am. So Kyle, when you were a chunky kid, the picture you sent, that was uh, elementary school? Uh, yeah, that the picture I sent was um, third grade maybe. But uh, it's something I've struggled with my entire life. 
And I know it's not really interesting, me living here in Bali, but uh, one thing <laughs> <laughs> one thing uh, that is interesting here is uh, I- I'm still considered fat, and I get called fat almost on a daily basis in like a joking way, but everyone's like, oh, look at your stomach. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm still fat. Coming from America, they just assume we're all fat, and compared to over there, we well, actually, not even compared to over there, America's just bigger in general. Yeah, we're just fat. Yeah, we... um. In in America, like we don't use the word fat unless you're pretty much obese. But but here, just having a stomach mean means you're pretty fat. Yeah, because I think like I saw you before you left. I thought you were in good shape. You were looking good, but they still consider you a little out of shape over there. Well, I appreciate that, but uh, I think it's useful to talk in like body fat percentages. And I was probably well over twenty percent, so I, I was definitely overweight, and I still. I still want to lose a few pounds, but but not obese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like in the same category. I think I'm probably a little bit beefier than you. I have no idea what my body fat percentage is, and I don't want to know because uh, that'll make me sick to my stomach. But I, I was fat in like high school. I was really, really skinny as a kid, and then I fell in love with Chef Boyardee and donut sticks. That'll do it. Yeah, that, that'll most certainly do it. And uh, I blew up and was... Um, pretty fucking fluffy as you guys saw so kyle we've talked about you being bullied in previous episodes where you bullied for your weight yeah yeah that that um i think that fucked me up in a lifelong way actually so i was at my highest body i was i was like the most obese when i was a kid um compared to compared to later in in post high school i've i've always gotten a little bit uh chubbier but i've never been as fat as i was then but but back then i was i was i was one of the fat kids right you know there's always like three or four fat kids in school and i was one of them and uh there was this one son of a bitch on the bus he was he was like two or three years older than me in the sixth grade when i was in like second grade and he was still bullying me and uh it was an everyday thing and the other kids kind of joined him because he was charismatic and older and uh yeah it sucked man it it definitely caused some serious issues for me yeah i mean and that's brutal and i think i think i was lucky being skinnier as a kid because i feel like kids are so much more ruthless like i was in high school i didn't really get bullied like my friends would bust my balls but like kids are just genuinely mean i think no this was mean shit dude i I, uh i think i've emotionally blocked a lot of it out so i don't even really remember what was said but yeah it was what you would imagine uh an asshole kid like when like real bullying you know not like not like physically getting beat up but everything short of that how has it affected you now like i know obviously you're more conscious of you know what you eat like you you say like you get a little chubbier but you'll never get like you'll never get to that weight again and that's because of the fear you have in your head i'm assuming well knock on wood yeah but um yeah i I mean i'm rooting for you and it it actually came from not only him but one of my cousins too i used to go uh on weekend visits to my grandma and my, my grandparents house and one of my cousins was also pretty ruthless and he was even older so i was getting really negative feedback from two older charismatic kids i don't know i don't want to make like a like a pity party but i think when you get that type of thing some people react differently right but for me i think it hit me on a pretty deep level and it caused real insecurities and self-esteem problems like uh like i'm not good enough right so you're i'm getting that type of feedback every single day and i've gotten over a lot of it now that i'm older and more experienced and blah 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 but for for a long time it, it would feed over into other insecurities too right like so um i had acne for a while pretty bad and i think the same 
feeling of low self-esteem that came from being a fat kid got transferred onto that. So whereas a lot of people would deal with uh, acne or something differently, like it fucked me up really bad because I just had this general feeling of I'm ugly and I'm fat, uh, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it, it makes total sense, honestly. And I don't know if you want me to bring this up, but I know when you were here, your grandmother had passed and um, your family, you, there was family members there that you didn't want to see. Was that one of the cousins? Yeah, he's uh, he's estranged now. It's a situation where I think um, he wasn't even like a, a full cousin. I think he was a half cousin. So I haven't seen that son of a bitch in a long time and I'll probably never see him again. But um, in the same way that that kid on the bus had influence over the other kids on the bus, uh, this guy was kind of the ringleader of my other cousins. So while they weren't directly responsible for bullying me, they joined in it too. And I, I really do hold a lot of resentment towards pretty much every one of my cousins because I remember them joining in on it. Yeah, it's just shitty. And it's it's that pack mentality, you know, especially like if he was one of the older cousins. Oh, what's he doing? Oh, I look up to this guy. So I'm going to do what he's doing. And it's just a it's a, a chain effect. It is. Yeah. And um, I think almost everybody probably knows this situation because I've been a part of it, too. Um, I remember I remember some kids getting bullied in elementary school and it feels good to be on the impact. So I would join in on it in a little way, you know, not in a big way. But I think it's really common for kids to want to be cool. So. I don't know. I'm not going to say everybody's bullied everybody, but I think I think everybody knows what it is and how it happens. Yeah, I mean, I um I can admit to no, I wouldn't say like hardcore bullying, but there was this kid on the bus and someone said something about him smelling and I joined in. I was like and I still remember that. That was from like third grade and it still bothers me that I did that. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever been bullied, Jake? I was bullied a lot, somewhat justifiably so. I was in Minecraft Club in middle school, so. Who the fuck cares, though? It's a hobby. I, I'm okay? aware. Okay, okay. I get it. But, you know, if you're going to bully someone, it probably would have been me. But no, I was bullied pretty substantially, probably up until, like, sophomore, junior year of high school, when everyone kind of stopped caring. Yeah. But it wasn't. it wasn't mostly for my weight, because I wasn't obscenely heavy yeah just fluffy um i was i was just generally fluffy and out of shape it was mostly for i don't know just being a nerd and kind of awkward and shy but yeah but nerds run the world and people find that out later oh exactly oh i can guarantee you half the kids that bullied me have already peaked in life oh 100 and you've just begun to peak Oh, I, I. We talk about how handsome you are a lot on this podcast, as you and all the listeners know. Look, if it's only going downhill from here, I'm not going to make it very long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. To say to go off of what uh, Kyle said, there's some people that to this day I hold deep resentment for, and I almost feel somewhat obligated to kind of start shit with if I see them later in life. Yeah, but you gotta. At this point, you got to be the bigger person, right? Like, we're adults now. We can't go around starting fights. It's much more recent for me. I'm 22. This was uh, a couple oh, of yeah, years ago. Young guy. Yeah, I'm 22. So, like, there's people who, if I see, they made my life hell for a long time. And I'm still not fully over that. I'm sure, I'm sure with time that'll fade. It's already mostly fading. But there's one or two names where if I see them... I'm not saying, I'm, it's like, it's not, oh, let's start a fight. But it's definitely gonna be hey why were you a dick to me in sixth grade for no reason yeah and i don't think it's healthy to hold on to stuff like that though as as, as satisfying as it is to call that person out i don't think it's healthy to hold on to things. it's probably not and you guys talked about that in the last episode and i was very close to making one of my little producer jake interjections to share my point with that i'm of the mindset that not everybody deserves forgiveness okay. so kind of what kyle said is it 
like if they don't give an apology, there's no need to forgive. So there's a fair few people that even if I'm not actively mad at them, um, there are still very hard feelings and we're not cool. Yeah, I mean... Like, even if something happened a year or so or more ago, we're not cool. There's some specific examples we might get to later, just somewhere in the body imaging issues, if we're going to get there later. But... Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Not everyone deserves to be forgiven in my mind just because of time. The anger might fade, but if you've wronged me, like, seriously... I'm not going to just forget that because it's been a couple of years. Yeah, and that goes kind of to what Kyle was saying in the last episode, like you pointed to. If they give like a genuine apology and they mean it and they are genuinely sorry, then yeah. But if, I mean, they've done nothing to mend it, then fuck you. Yeah, I don't, I've been told to, oh, it's been a couple of years, you know, no hard feelings. When in reality, there are still very hard feelings because what you did was fucked up and all that stuff. So that that's my mindset on it. It's probably not the healthiest one to have, but you know. It is what it is. I think it's because you're still young. Definitely that. Because, like, now, like, for me, like, I used to hold grudges and I used to be like, oh, fuck that guy. I mean, there are some times where, like, I'll see someone from, like, high school in public and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck that guy. And I have no reason to still think that. But, like, lately I just feel like I don't care. Do you have that same feeling, Kyle, where you just, like, old stuff, if it was never resolved, they're not in your life anymore, you just let it go? Like, who cares? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you're right. I think age is a big part of it. I'm sure there's a lot of other variables, but yeah, like, I think it just gets replaced with other stuff. Now there's, you know, for example, the, that kid in elementary school, that was like 25 years ago. So there's so many other things I've had to think about that. Yeah, it gets pushed away. Jake wasn't even alive when that fucking went down. That's crazy. No, I was born in 99. That's crazy. Oh, God. that's just a weird thing to hear. Born in 99. I mean, I guess not. I don't know. I feel like when I see someone born in the 2000s, that weirds me out now. That weirds me out to see people born in the 2000s, even though it could literally be eight months after I was born. Yeah, you're less than a year removed from a 2000s. I know. It's still just weird to me. It shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah, it is a little strange. Um, Let's go back to the body imaging issues, though. So all of us are into combat sports. Would you say that being bullied and having weight issues is what pushed you into combat sports eventually? Because you did, you wrestled in high school. Me and Kyle didn't start until later. But like, do you think that was a push for you guys? Yes. Um, to elaborate, I guess just on yes. So my freshman year of college, I didn't do anything. So I ended wrestling senior year of high school. Went to college. Didn't work out at all. Wasn't doing anything. And I got for my frame pretty big in my in the reference for me. So right now I'm sitting at anywhere between 155 to 160 on a given day, and I'm feeling pretty good about that most of the time. Um, But my freshman year, I got up closer to, I'm going to say, 180-ish. Yeah, and that's big for your frame, because if I can hit 180 and look good, you can't hit 180 and look good, because you have a smaller build. Yeah, I'm 5'9". That's not going to fly. Well, it's not it. It's not even like your height. Like you just like you have like a thin build. Yeah, that's all. I got narrow it's, shoulders. Um, it's the whole thing. Kyle, what about you? What was like the push to get you to like, okay, I don't want to be like this anymore? Uh, well, I never wanted to be like that. But hmm, I think I made a lot of attempts to change. Like even really young, I was figuring out about diet and exercise. And I remember a few times... One time I watched like Rocky or Rocky, you know, one of the Rocky movies and the training montages <laughs> yeah. got to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was in sixth grade and I started like running around the block every day um, mm-hmm. using my dad's weights and stuff and making a real effort but failing because the, the biggest issue was just the food available at home. Yeah. And that was my problem too. Yep, same here. There was nothing but trash. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put too much blame on my parents, but um, I think that is a big part of parenting. And and for me, there was just too much shit available. Yeah, same with me. So I would uh, I would try and fail several times. But then uh, I, I, I think it was going – I think it was like – you know, gradually I was getting a little bit healthier. Even when I tried and failed, I was I was still going in the right direction. And and finally, I think ninth grade going into tenth grade, that summer I was just like, I'm gonna look better. And uh, when I did get back to school in tenth grade, a lot of people were like, "Damn, uh, you you changed a lot." Yeah, that's fucking awesome. And I've only known you as like someone that's in shape because when we met, was it your senior year, my freshman year, or were you a junior? Uh, I think I was probably a senior. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah, you were a senior, I was a freshman, but you were in great shape, and you were one of the better runners on the team, if I remember correctly. I mean, we had, like, a few freaks on there, like AJ and stuff, but you were you were considered one of the better runners. No, I don't think you remember correctly. I was JV most of the time, no? too. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I actually only scored uh, a point. Um, you know, I, I think you score a point by being one of the top seven runners or the top five, I can't recall. Um, yep. I only scored a point in one race, so most of the time I was just... Uh, background noise to be fair there's a lot of people in those races to finish even one top five is impressive yeah no no that's cool yeah but most of the time no i was no i was not one of the better ones huh all right well my memory serves me wrong you weren't just wrong you were very wrong on that one yeah yeah but i mean fuck me then i guess i don't know (laughs) um so i don't know about you guys but i still like every time i look at myself in the mirror even if i'm in good shape i'm not satisfied with the way i look and so, like, a time, like, right now for me is a nightmare. I won't even look at myself in the mirror or jump on a scale right now because I'm not happy where I'm at. I will fix it, but I feel like even when I do look good or even when I look like I do now, I feel like I look way worse than I actually do. No, I completely agree. Um, I think for me, I tend to hyper-focus on flaws rather than the positives about the way I look or even like a number I see on a scale. So if I'm if I'm working out and I'm looking in the mirror, I'm not thinking, oh, well, look at me. I can see like some ab definition. You know, you can got a muscle there. You just in general, you're looking pretty good health. I'm thinking, oh man, your biceps are small. You're a little chubby. You got a little bit of a muffin top. But in reality, it's probably not the case. Yeah. And I always think like, people are thinking that about me. Like mm-hmm. when I'm not eating well, I'm like, okay, all these people know I'm not dieting right now. They can tell when they look at me. I look thicker than I did mm-hmm. like two weeks ago and they know. All right. So I, I want to apologize to the audience because this is going to be some pop psych one-on-one. But, um, okay. but this, I believe, uh, I don't, I don't want to, you know, diagnose anybody here, but this is called body dysmorphia. When, when you look in the mirror and you see something that's basically worse than what other people see, when you focus on your flaws and and it does come from low self-esteem so that might it it might affect you differently on different days too so for me um sometimes when i'm in a really good mood i I can actually look in the mirror and say i like what i see but the vast majority of the time i'm 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 seeing the same as you guys i'm focusing on my flaws and it's, it's stuff that you guys wouldn't even see um one of the best examples from my own life where i realized what body dysmorphia was was my college roommate who was always insecure about his nose. He always thought his nose was too big. And I have no idea where he got that idea because I never even thought about his nose. Um, But one day he said... If I'm being honest with you, I think I know who it is. Yeah, you probably do. And one day he said to me, he's like, hey, Kyle, you got a big nose. And I was like, do I? Because it's just (laughs) like, I got my own insecurities, but I never even fucking thought about my nose. So it kind of keyed me into this idea that 
we are hyper-focused on whatever we're hyper-focused on. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's called body dysmorphia. There's, there's layers to it, of course. I mean, there's people that get anorexic and bulimic over it. And then there's the people that are just a little insecure. But, um, but, but that's what that is. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what I would ask. Do you guys have that too, where you have it like on some days it's way worse than other days? So for me, here's the thing. If I'm like exercising and working out, even if it's after a couple days, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, you know, you're looking better. Even though I know I'm not looking better Bingo. in that short amount yeah, of time. That's in my head, about. I think, yeah. yeah, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm doing the right things. Like, oh, you're looking good. And there's no way my body has changed noticeably at all just from a couple days no i i'm the same way even like the same you said if i've gone through a period of not working out a ton and eating pretty poorly i'll feel terrible but then the next day i'll i'll eat some broccoli and do some deadlifts and feel like i'm the man and then the next day i'll be right back into feeling like shit if i eat like a bowl of cereal or something i'm super hyper focused on everything i'm eating right now like i'm like okay well i gotta really stop doing this or i'm just gonna go down a deep dark path of just terrible eating behaviors and i'm trying to clean it up but like it's just been harder like i'm going out to eat a lot more than i have but like than i was Mm -hmm. and yeah so it's just uh this is what i'm talking about this is this is indicative of the truth that how you see yourself is more based on your self-esteem and your general mood than it is reality because like you guys have both said it varies day to day so yeah if you eat broccoli and do deadlifts one day your body does not look different it just simply does not no but the way you see yourself is vastly different so i mean what can we learn from that there's a variety of things but uh but but the 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 number one thing i would say is that we have to be more aware of the the inner processes of our minds because when they're fucking up fucking us up especially on one of those really bad days um if it can really get you down it might help to remember that this isn't really reality, what you're seeing. But I feel like you can channel those feelings, even though it may not be like the healthiest way. But when I am feeling down on myself and I look at myself in the mirror and like that's when I'm more inclined to make a change. Sometimes. So I've had that where I felt, oh, you're a fat piece of shit. And I went and worked out super hard and started eating clean. But I've also had that that thought click in mid-workout and just given up and left the gym. Really? I don't know if that's happened to you guys at all. Oh, yeah. That used to be a fairly regular occurrence where I'd be working out and I'd, like, catch a look at myself in the mirror and not liked what I saw. And then it would eat away at me until I just left the gym mid-workout. Wow. <laughs> Damn, that's never... That's, that's... Oh, yeah. It's not great. Okay. So, I used to be in a fairly bad place. Like, even where I am now with body dysmorphia is infinitely better than I was. So, Chris, when you met me... I was a twig, right? I was like 140 pounds. Yeah, you were very, very skinny. That wasn't good. That was not healthy in the slightest. You were, you had unhealthy habits. Like I was the reason why you were that. Skinny? Yeah, I was well on my way to anorexia. And was that something you were consciously doing? I don't know if it was conscious. If I wasn't at jujitsu, I would go and spend an hour on the elliptical, regardless of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I would, I would like make myself, and I would add time depending on what I ate. It was not good. I was in a bad place. Yeah. So your workouts were punishment it's yeah punishment like oh i ate a little more yes it was exactly that and i wasn't even eating bad for me that would be like i ate a granola bar it wasn't good i was in a bad place yeah no that's uh that's definitely not healthy at all i don't think i want to interject if you don't mind yeah so chris you you tend to have um you, you tend to put a really positive spin on things and and i do think you're right to some extent about how you can use it to to, to fuel improvement, but I have to side with Jake here. I, I don't even know if that's what you're saying, Jake, but 
I think for me, um, that feeling has been overwhelmingly on the negative side. And yeah. uh, I'll have um, I'll have depressions, for example, where I want to make a change, but I just don't feel like I can yet. And they can mm-hmm. last weeks or months. So so when you weigh the effects of that feeling, like maybe it finally makes me make that change. That's only like a that's like a one day feeling and then it leads on. But but the negative effects of that feeling are, are really bad. And if, if I had to choose between having that feeling and not having it, I would certainly choose not having it. Yeah. You know, and honestly, when you hearing you say that out loud, where you get into those depressions where you want to make a change, but you don't because you just don't have the energy. I'm in one of those phases right now. Dude, how bad is that? How bad is that? And like, I, I'm sure I'm going to speak. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to say something that a lot of people can relate to right now. When you're having one of those and you're you're in bed or you're at home or whatever, and you've got this mental monologue of I'm a fat piece of shit, I hate myself, maybe even I want to die. Like, dude, that is some dark shit. I don't know if you guys you guys have dealt with that, but I've dealt with 100%. that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like that deep into it now, but I mean, I I, I don't feel confident. Like there are certain shirts I'm not wearing at the moment because I'm like, okay, I don't know how this one sits on me. I've, I've always been like that. Um, there's always been shirts where people are like, that's a good shirt. Why don't you wear it? It was because it makes me feel fat. Yeah, yeah. Like all my clothes from here on out, dark, no uh, mm-hmm. horizontal stripes. That That's 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 the new me. I almost, ex- almost <laughs> exclusively dress in dark clothes. I think it's partially because of that. Also, I'm low-key emo on the side, but definitely because mm-hmm. they just they look better universally and they hide my body even though I'm much happier with it now. Yeah, like I've been dreading, not dreading because obviously I like warmer weather, but the nice thing about like spring and winter is that you can wear hoodies mm-hmm. and I'm all about wearing the hoodies because it just you can't see my gut. Yeah, I, I would say I'm probably in one of those phases right now, but not to the point where it's like, hey, I want to die. But it's, it's to the point where I'm like, why the fuck aren't you doing something about this? I think I'm in a fairly good spot in terms of my overall body image right now. You know, I, I posted that uh, Instagram story you guys so kindly commented on a couple episodes back. Yep, and that, yep. that was a pretty big deal for me. That was like, a, I debated that for probably 20 minutes before I posted it. Dude, I've posted one shirtless picture and this was like, when I was like 155. Yeah. I weighed 155. That doesn't sound healthy for you. Yeah. Because I'm like six feet and, you know, I have a, I, I would say I have a, like a wider frame, yeah. but it was, it was very, very skinny. I was like, I can't post this. I can't post this. It's like, it was one of those things that you just debate in your head forever. I had to have my girlfriend almost force me to do it because she knew I wanted to, but also knew I was scared. So she just kind of forced that one to happen. It's good to have someone like that to push you and be like, hey, this is you. Accept it. You look great. Like, Oh, she, she's here. a godsend on all that stuff. I'm not not going to get too far into into that the relationship stuff. But uh, yeah, she's a godsend yeah. in terms of in confidence and everything. It's good having someone like that, like a like someone there to support. You know, yeah. you know, I, I hope I hope some chicks are listening to this. I know we have a mostly a male audience probably, but I hope some chicks are listening to this because I've talked to girls and they just don't realize that guys go through the same type of thing. And uh, yeah, we yeah. do. So I feel like it's it's really hard for women. Like, I probably harder. I don't know if it's harder, but like, I feel like they have like a higher standard to live up to. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there's always the conversation. It's a very valid one that body issues and body image isn't discussed for guys. And though I'm sure, I'm sure everyone has some level of body dysmorphia or just discomfort or disgust with their body. But societally, I don't think it's anywhere near at the level it is for, for girls because it's almost accepted and, and 
on borderline encouraged that guys are gonna get fat eventually because you get your dad bod yeah the dad bod it's a very real thing and it's not frowned on the slightest to be 45 and have a, a gut versus if you're if you're a, a a lady and you have the same thing it's probably a big deal and you're not happy about it i've I've talked to girlfriends in the past about it and it's it's a horror show yeah no it's tough and i feel like the stuff on like instagram and social media and like all these ads like all these photoshop doctored pictures and like even though we understand their photoshop it still like gets in our head like oh i need to look like that so uh to go to get back into a little bit of the the girls don't have hobbies discussion i feel like i feel like it gets deeper because and of course i'm i'm speaking to what i think is maybe the narrative not how things really are but i think it's kind of understood that men have value in in the things we do with our lives, the, the, the things we create, the things we produce. Whereas generally women have this feeling that they're only as good as how they look. And I think that's how it gets a lot worse for them. So it actually makes sense if all of your hobbies are about how you look and your hobbies are just looking good. So I think that's where a lot of it comes from. So even if we're criticizing women for only having the hobbies for how they look and, and whatever, I think that's where it comes from, and I think it's completely understandable. And also, you know, what we're talking about right now, it sounds like a lot of our hobbies are about how we look, too. So it's uh, it's a universal problem. To a degree, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Like, okay, my hobby before jiu-jitsu was powerlifting, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, centered around how I look. Yep. I don't consider myself a vain person. I just think I am extremely insecure me as well jiu-jitsu is a combination because obviously it's a very very good workout um i also just i also just love it oh yeah it's the i it's awesome but um no kyle you're right on that whole point you made is that the the structure of our society does place that emphasis on the males to feel the need to go out and do things in the females or whoever's filling the female role to just be there and it'll look pretty and i'm very that's starting to change it's a very very good thing because it opens up more opportunities for everyone it also opens up the availability of conversations like this for guys where it is very needed and vice versa there's more uh, uh needed conversations opening up on the the female side as well yeah and i think being able to have open conversations like this about stuff that in the past guys would be like oh you're a fucking pussy you're talking about depression you're talking about body imaging issues where you where's your ball sack it's like dude we all have issues and it's it's nice that we can actually talk about these now it feels like there's been like a huge upswing in people just talking about mental health in general have you ever been shut down hard sorry to cut you off but uh have you ever talked to talk to maybe a guy or or even a girl that maybe they're not dealing with it or maybe they're just really closed off and you say hey did you ever have this type of thing where you you don't think you're attractive and they just go no and you're like oh <laughs> i'm gonna lead with thank you for cutting me off because I, I really didn't know where the fuck i was going with that <laughs> i so could I sense was, that i was i was begging for one of you guys to hop in yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I've had people where it's, oh no, I've always looked like they just have like that confidence, like, and they've never not been confident. And you're like, oh, okay. So I'm just fucked up then. Thanks. I think they're full of shit though. Yeah. Either you're lying or you're just, they're lying to you and themselves in that moment. Because even if it's not, oh, I don't look good. The reason that they always think they look good is probably because they're so terrified of not looking good. They pour every ounce of their effort and their will into looking good. I think there's a lot of that, yeah. Like the American Psycho thing where you're so vain, you're like, I look great, 
that becomes disgusting and it's like that's your thing you know i think there is a lot of that and i think that's a big percentage of it i definitely agree with that but i also think there are people who just don't deal with it and i think pop psych 101 i think it probably comes from having a healthy childhood uh being told that you're good enough and believing it at a young age. And then maybe, I mean, I'm not speaking from experience, but maybe if you just grow up healthy like that, maybe you're kind of okay. But I, I again, I'm, I'm not sure. I wouldn't know about that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, there, we have no experts on that topic on this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, As someone who grew up very bullied, uh, I couldn't, couldn't speak. But, but isn't that a good place to say that what we have in common seems to make us have what we have in common again this is this is unfounded and i'm just guessing but it sounds like we the three of us do have similar backgrounds so so i don't think it's too big of a leap to say that there's some some correlation there yeah no exactly and i think hey you know what if you are someone that is 100% confident in yourself and you had a good childhood, please email doublynegativepod at gmail.com and tell us your fucking story. Well, they're not listening. They are No, they're not listening to this podcast. They're, they're fucking chicks and they're they're killing it. So, yeah, there's no there's nobody like that left. They have no time to listen to <laughs> exactly. podcasts. They're too busy just being handsome <laughs> or pretty. What are you going to do? I'm still going to uh, stay in the body image thing for a while and maybe link to something else. But have you guys had specific events that set you off on a chain for a very long time of not of, of thinking in the terms of I'm not good enough, I'm the fat piece of shit, I'm a regardless? Something that maybe started the unhealthy habits? Because I know I have. I, I could go first if you'd want, but... Absolutely. Um, I, I with Without having something in mind, I'm just going to say absolutely so one of you can go off, but definitely. Yeah, Jake, you go first because I've definitely had that too, but I need to remember what it was. All right, so... I'm going to start mine with probably a breakup story I have had yet to be topped in terms of just overall shittiness. Okay. So this is February 2020, specifically February 22nd. Uh, For anyone who knows me, my birthday is February 23rd. Um, The girl I'd been dating at the time, we'd been dating for about nine months, decided it was a good idea to dump me on my birthday. Nice. Yeah. For a friend of mine. Oh, my God. Nice girl. Really nice girl. I think the way she did it was, I don't love you anymore. You have to tell him he can go out with me. Great. I'm going to add some some sugar to this. She was my boss at the time at the college radio station. I had to work with her for the next, I don't know, three months. Oh. Oh, yeah. No. So if you can already see how where this is going, and this was February 2020. The world shut down about a month later. Which means almost all of my healthy outlets, including jujitsu, shut down a month later. Oh, no. So that, as you can probably assume, led to both eating and, and drinking in fair excess. Yeah, been there. I, look, if you're going to have a slight drinking problem start, I think it might be from something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've so usually when I go through those cycles, right, as everybody knows, me and my wife had split. We're working on things now. Yay. So... Now that that's out in the air. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, no, I mean... <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> yay. I, I was saying, like, that wasn't, like, a sarcastic yay. It's actually... No, not at yay. all. No, yeah, it didn't sound sarcastic. That's a very, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> the sarcasm wasn't coming from that. It was just like a... I don't... Forget it. You know what? 
I got the second vaccine today. I'm feeling a little out of it, feeling a little loopy. I'm playing injured, all right? I'm podcasting <laughs> Look, injured. I don't miss a game. Props to you. I could not have done that after my second one. I was trying to edit something, and I could barely focus. I was out of it for a little bit. Yeah, people are going to be comparing this to the Michael Jordan flu game when you know when it's all said and done. But, uh, but, but yeah, so after that uh, debacle slash horror show, that was over quarantine. So I just essentially stopped working out at all because I couldn't go to gyms. I didn't have the motivation to work out at home. And I was just kind of eating and drinking a lot. So I think I got up yeah. to back to the 180s. I got big. It's easy to fall into those, especially in quarantine and after something fucking depressing happens. Like, like I was saying, like when me and um, the lady split for a while, I went on a hard bender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was fucking drinking been there and then one day it got to a breaking point like okay fix yourself this isn't good and then i went balls to the wall dieting and stuff so it's always like like you said like you have those moments that like they push you even further Mm -hmm. like you're down right that one depressing moment and then you have these toxic things that follow Mm -hmm. that push you even further down as far as your self-esteem goes until you hit that bottom and you say okay time to make a fucking change kyle did you think of your incident or or have an example um, I'm going to take this deafening silence as a no. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rather than <laughs> say no, you just sat there in silence. I think I, ju- I think I've just had a set of them. And I think, I think rejection from girls is always a trigger for me, but I can't remember any yeah. specific one big one, but I would but like it- to just say as a general point for me, and I don't know how relatable this is, but I've always considered attraction from you know, the opposite sex, whoever you're interested in, as kind of um, an indicator that I am worthy of, of you know, love or something. So when I've, yeah. when I've had that, I've kind of generally felt better about myself. And when I haven't had it, I've felt much worse about myself. So, so mm-hmm. when I'm saying in general, you know, rejection or breakup or something like that, it's always a big trigger for me. So I, I can relate to that. Yeah. So when you, when you get triggered like that, where you know the breakup and you get into the depression does that trigger you to work out more or do you go through a point where it's just like toxic habits just not doing what you're supposed to because you're fucking depressed yeah yeah it's um you know what actually this is uh this is an interesting thing i think as i become more aware of myself and my own behaviors and my thought processes i've kind of noticed that things like that are almost an excuse to go back in that warm cocoon of depression and bad habits. So it's almost like, okay, I can go back where I belong. And then I start eating too much and maybe drinking. Drinking isn't as big of a thing for me, but but whatever. But yeah, it always does start with, okay, I'm a piece of shit. I know I'm a piece of shit, so I'm going to behave like a piece of shit like I know I'm supposed mm-hmm. to. And then I'll go through that for however long I feel like I have to. And then I get to this breaking point of where I'm like, I can't continue like this. And then I break out of it. So it, it's definitely a cycle, but it does start with the the unhealthy behaviors. Yeah. And honestly, like you, like what you said, um, understanding your behaviors better. Uh, since we started doing this podcast, I've learned a lot about myself and just like recognizing these behaviors that I fall in when I'm in these different moods. And it's actually helped me a shit ton. So 
throwing that out there. I can only imagine. Even listening and, and editing, because I have to listen to every episode you guys do. It has opened my eyes a lot of times. Things that you guys will say, go, oh no, I definitely feel that too. I feel the same thing. So I know it's not just me. Yeah, it's nice to hear those things too, because you think, oh shit, I'm not alone. Okay, I'm not fucking crazy. Very, very nice. It's very, very nice to hear some of those things. Yeah. Cool. So I hope a lot of people listening are also taking away some things and learning about themselves along the way, because that's what we're doing while we record. I mean, at least I am. I know and Jake we're editing. I'll just circle jerk for a second about that, but um that's why I love communication in general. Like when I first started reading a lot and then deciding to write is because I read some books that expressed some emotions and feelings and that's what I felt. I felt like I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that has this. And then when podcasts became big, you know, I started listening to Joe Rogan a lot and a few others. That's the feeling that keeps me going is like okay other people have this it's okay and then starting to express yourself um by by making your own material putting out your own content that's the same goal and that's why i always try to be as honest as possible i always try i almost try to embarrass myself because i know there's somebody out there who's gonna have whatever i have and no matter how embarrassing it is you you could go into the deepest darkest place of your mind there's other people who feel that. So I always try to take the biggest risk possible with that stuff because I think that's the most valuable. The more general shit you say, the more it's like, okay, who cares? Everybody knows that. But it's when you start to go deep and say the the really the really shameful stuff, that that's where the value is for me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sorry, it's, it's the vaccine. It's getting me. It's getting me. Dude, that second vaccine is no joke. I think I woke up at 3 in the morning with it just an insane fever so have fun with that yeah i uh, i got it at around five so um there's my friend said it took like 14 hours for symptoms to kick in okay but my neck's a little stiff my head hurts a little bit and i'm just feeling exhausted so we'll see how it goes in the middle of the night but hey in two weeks you'll be safe to go everywhere yes exactly no mask no mask that's a that's a weird thing that we can we can sidetrack off a of body image for a second but um Seeing people without masks has been a trip recently because Rhode Island's open. It's just weird. It does feel weird seeing people without masks on. And, like, I'm worried because I want to be able to hide my face. I don't, like, one of the best things that's happened with masks is uh, the run-ins that I don't want to have at the fucking grocery store with people I don't want to talk to. So that's been great for me. I've gotten way too used to uh, cussing people out just silently under my mask. Yeah, you're not. You're gonna have to fix. I that. I can't do that's, that anymore. I'm something. definitely gonna get caught doing it at least once. Yeah, like in the beginning when the masks first came on, like like walking somewhere, you see someone and you make eye contact. Usually, you smile and keep going. And like I would do that and realize that they can't see that like I'm smiling and being polite, and now they just think I'm a creep looking at them. I definitely got good at making facial expressions without my mouth. I've got real expressive eyes now. Yeah. You, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe it's helped our communication skills. I don't think so. <laughs> no, probably not. Actually, it's definitely hurt our communication skills. But whatever. Uh, Jake has been the man behind the audio since episode two. You heard episode one. You said, hey, you fuckers need help. I said, yes, please. So um, you've been behind the audio for every episode, two till now, and you heard one. Yep. I'm sure there are things that we've said in the past that you would want to either talk about, elaborate on, or ask questions on. So I'm giving you the floor. Yeah, so one was most recently in my mind last week. You guys talked about trust issues and stuff in relationships. Um, I, I had mentioned earlier the god-awful breakup, um, and that kind of has put some big stressors, in, at least on, in my side of 
I think most relationships going forward, not to get too depressing about it, but that's just what I remembered from last week. Yeah. Um, well, you kind of had a double whammy there, you know? So not only was the girl that you were seeing disloyal, but one of your better friends was also doing stuff behind your back. So, I mean, that's a double whammy for you. It was the friend thing that has become an issue for me. Whereas, Is he a close friend, like in your immediate group? No, but he was someone that I had worked with for a while and trusted yeah. and was like pretty friendly with and was really excited to become better friends with. Oh, yeah. So now you're going to have this like thought in the back of your head, like, what's this fucking guy's motive? Yeah. So even especially when it's like my friends introducing either my, my current girlfriend specifically to uh, any friends, I have a thought of, oh, I don't trust this guy at all. And it freaks me out and it's not good. Yeah. But it's no that um it's it's definitely an illogical and irrational fear, but it's also well, something no, that's no, it's not. I, I, that's also what I was about to say. It's also justified in the past. No, you're using information you have, using your past experiences, and knowing the consequence—well, not consequences, but knowing what had happened to you. So you're going, okay, this could happen again. I mean, it's already fucking happened. So you have your guard up, and that might take a while for you to get rid of, and you might not get rid of it at all. Yeah, I hope I can get I can break that. Also, sorry for turning this into the Jacob rants about his shitty breakup, but... This is where we get it out, baby. No, no, it's great stuff, dude. It's great stuff, and... It was just something that had uh, popped into my head last episode listening to that. It was, again, yeah, something yeah. I almost did a little insert for. Just that trust is... No, it's, it's good. Yeah, having those... We, we want you to talk about... Sorry. No, We you... want you to talk about like stuff like this because like it just opens more doors and we can see, okay, someone's taking something from this episode. They have something they want to say back. So now you bring this information in and it adds a whole new dynamic. So it's, it's definitely good. All right, cool. I thought I was kind of just hijacking, making it depressing. Good to know. No, I mean... Do you mind if I go off that? Absolutely not. Go off. Okay, yeah. So the um, what you're expressing there is a justifiable trust issue and, and how to deal with it going forward. And um, that's something I deal with too. Um, my, my last relationship ended with, uh, with me saying, I'm never going to trust a girl again. Mm -hmm. How the fuck could I trust a girl again after that? But going forward, eventually you have to. And it, it reminds me of two things I've seen recently. Well, one's just a, an old saying in poker. Have you guys ever heard the saying, uh, trust everybody but cut the cards? No. So it's um, in poker, you know, you're playing with people and you don't want to assume everybody's cheating. But also you got to take precautions. So mm -hmm. so trust everybody, but cut the cards. So so that's one thing. Yeah, just to make sure, take that extra step. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that doesn't mean like if you got a new girl, that doesn't mean checking her phone or anything. But it just means as you get older and you you get hurt, you're going to learn to guard yourself a little bit more. And, and maybe if you find the right relationship or something, maybe you can eventually let that guard down. But I think it's a totally natural consequence of going through experiences to, to be a little safer. And then kind of kind of the opposite of that, I, I saw, um, I follow Aubrey Marcus on Instagram. He's this guy with mm -hmm. a podcast. He started with Joe Rogan too. But um, it was this post, uh, I'm trying to remember the wording, but basically the point was, just because somebody hurt you doesn't mean everybody will. So I guess becoming vulnerable again is something that you're going to be hesitant to do, but eventually you have to, right? Because if, if you don't, you're just going to, you're going to miss out on a lot of experiences. So, so there's two kind of contradictory ideas there, but I think both are valid. So, so you become a little bit more careful with time, but also you don't let it don't let it turn you into a rock, man. You know, like st stay open. Yeah, you learn from it. You take that experience. You you recognize the red flags that led up to that experience. Like maybe you saw stuff earlier on that indicated that this could be 
a possibility. So like, it's not like a terrible thing that you're being more guarded. You're you're being smarter. Like you're you're looking out for you, and that's what's most important. So it's good to, you know, not let it consume you completely. But it's good to keep in the back of your mind. Like you know the signs now. You've been through it. Yeah, I don't want it to come off that I don't trust my girlfriend. I I trust her completely. It's just more of a. If I have a, a new friend or one of her guy friends, there's a, there's a slight part of my brain that goes, oh, he's she's going to leave you for him. And I'm I'm desperately trying to get rid of that. And I mean, everyone knows my current situation. Like, I, I have my own insecurities to deal with that I'm uh, working through. So, I mean, it's just something you learn from and you uh, do your best to not let it consume you. But it's, it's always important to keep that guard up and just use them... Use the past as a learning experience and not something that cripples you. Jake, have you expressed that to her, that fear? Not – we've had a conversation about it, but not to the – I don't think to its true extent, no. She's going to know now. Oh, she's definitely going to listen to this, yeah. (laughs) Hi, Nikki. Man. Nice to meet you. Jake's handsome. Man, I have such conflicting thoughts about that. On the one hand, it's like, damn, that's vulnerable and like – if I'm with somebody and they express something like that to me, I would really appreciate that. And, and if I really care about them, I would do my best to uh, assuage those fears. So it's like, I, I hope you can express that to her. But at the same time, it's like, that's also really scary to tell someone something like that. But but I guess you already did now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, she's knows. definitely going to listen to this and I'm sure it'll be a conversation later. But if I listen back to this and you cut that part out, Jake, I'm not going to be mad. I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> but you know what? I also have something to say about that. Um, I think this kind of fear goes hand in hand with the body dysmorphia. I, mm-hmm. I've had this type of thing too. And during times in which I'm feeling really confident about myself, a fear like that goes out the window. I start having, like, if I'm in your shoes, I start thinking, why would she leave me for him? I'm the shit, right? But mm-hmm. if I'm not feeling so good about myself, that's when I'll get really worried about it. So, so I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it comes from you. So recognizing that and, and doing your best to, uh, to, 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 to improve your own self-esteem is probably going to be the key there. It's, it's always going to come internally rather than externally. Yeah, and in increasing your self-esteem, it's just being in a good headspace yourself is going to be beneficial to the relationship and you as a whole. Definitely. No, I've definitely noticed that. I've definitely noticed that where insecurities, uh, both in, in a relationship and in general, do definitely come and go with my confidence and whether or not. Specifically, I've been at jujitsu a lot, but um, cause that seems to always set my brain right. But um, yeah, the it does tie into the the body dysmorphia because in the same way where if I if I'm slightly depressed or in, in just in a a poor headspace, the body dysmorphia is much worse which then leads to negative thinking about myself and then insecurities in other places. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and during the times where you are depressed, at least in my case, like I'm not doing the right things to feel better about myself. And that's the big thing there. It's just me. Like I'll get in those depressing modes and then it only gets amplified by me recognizing I'm not doing the right things, but not like feeling like switching it or improving on it. All right. So we covered that topic. Are there anything else anything else in your head that you've heard during these last 13, 14 episodes that you wanted to chime in on? This is almost like a recap, kind of, of doubly negative so far. The really annoying thing is there definitely are, but none are popping into my head right now. Okay. Which is, I'm, I'm a little annoyed about that because I definitely thought about this earlier in the day and came up with some and should have written them down. 
I, I have, I yeah. have notes of the episode, just not those. Yeah. Well, you fucked up. I definitely I fucked think up. It has to do with the beer it's, or whatever you're drinking. It's a, a beautiful, a Buffalo Trace bourbon. My new roommate got me as a welcome gift, so I was very appreciated. Buffalo Trace bourbon. That's that good. good. Oh, it's the good good. No free ads. No, no free ads. No free ads. Okay, so I think it's only fitting, Jake. You are our honorary guest today. Hit us with an outro. Yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening to, I believe this is episode 15 of Doubly Negative. Uh, I have been your editor, producer, and overall good guy, Jake, joined by... Chris. Oh yeah, my name My name is Kyle. You know, he is who he is. But um, yeah. if you guys want more from us, definitely check us out on our Instagram. I believe that's at... Doubly underscore negative. Then also, we are on Patreon. And the Patreon is in the link in the bio that you can find on our Instagram. There's no content there now, but... I'm going to start doing a solo podcast once a week. Hold me to it. Once a week. Kyle is a great writer. He's interested in starting a blog maybe on there and um, posting some of his uh, short stories that he's written, which I find extremely interesting and can't wait to reread. Yeah. And um, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is coming from our new sugar daddy. We got a really nice listener that kind of spurred this. Am I right? Yeah. So we, I made the Patreon a little while ago. I told you guys about it, but like we never promoted it or anything. Cause I was like, ah, you know, whatever. We were basically joking about it. We did not expect anyone to want to do this. I didn't anyway. No, not at yeah. all. And then, and then someone signed up and I was like, okay, this is the kick in the ass we needed. And I mean, it's coming at a good time. We're getting, um, listener engagement and I mean, numbers for our episodes are going up. And if you want to help and contribute to those numbers, please download the episodes, subscribe to us. Leave a review. Tell us what you think, because uh, we we read all of it. I, I do want to give a special thanks to that guy though, because because he he's a good friend of mine, and um, he he wouldn't really know this unless we say it, but it kind of spurred like a like an inspiration revolution for us, because as Absolutely. soon as we got that kick in the ass, we started chatting in our group chat, coming up with ideas, and uh, speaking for myself, but I think also you guys, like I'm I'm. I'm more motivated than ever to do something with this thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for real. And, and honestly, it feels like it just feels really good that someone likes what we're doing enough or wants to support us and subscribing. So it, it really does mean a lot. So, Justin, you're the fucking man. Yeah, we love you, dude. Even if supporting isn't your thing financially or please download, subscribe and just share. If you, if you like the podcast, send it to someone else. That's the biggest thing you yeah. do right now is, is grow the audience. Yeah. And we're going to do like a giveaway and stuff to try to hype that Instagram up. So keep your eyes out for that. Yeah. So thanks a lot. This is life being bound to love.